0: Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I know you're going to love hearing from Melody, my next guest. She is fun-loving and lives her life purposely. After graduating with a degree in business marketing and business law at Oklahoma State University, Melody has invested her life in college students around the world, in Italy, in Oklahoma, and various places in between. She had the privilege of being the travel assistant with Mrs. Bright, the co-founder of Crew for two and a half years. Her various roles over the years have given her opportunities to grow and use her top five Clifton strengths in ways to steward her life in the things that matter for eternity. I especially loved hearing how she's been intentional about developing her strategic strength. Melody loves to plan a good trip and also make fun memories with her darling dog, Winston enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Melody. Hey, Barbara, it's great to be here. Oh, this is going to be so fun. I just appreciate you saying yes, and I'm looking forward to the things that we're going to talk about. Well, why don't we start? um, Well, I just think about kind of when we first met, it was like years ago when I was your coach as you were raising your financial support to be a full-time crew staff member. How, How long ago was that? Yes. Can you believe that it's been 14 years ago? Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, that was fun because we would talk every week and just see how that was going. And it was just fun to get a little glimpse into your life and as you were launching into your ministry years. So anyway, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is crazy to think about. um, Yeah, 14 years ago, it's just uh, barely out of college. And you were so kind to help coach me as I was thinking about and learning how to raise my financial support for an entire year for the very first time. And so uh, I'm really thankful for you and how you got me started uh, in my <laughs> journey with crew.
0: That and was really fun.
1: <laughs> I am still working with crew now, and I am at Oklahoma State University in Stillwater, America. I um, get the privilege. I have an awesome staff team. We love working together, and so I uh, get the privilege of co-leading that team with a dear friend of mine, and also been these last several years leading our annual winter conference um, in Dallas, and so both of which I feel like I get to use my strengths.
0: Oh, Yeah. Well, I know it's it's really wild just to think literally how you've been and served all over the world. And I know we'll get into that in a little bit, just um your time in Italy and your role with the um office of the president with crew. And so anyway, I'm excited to kind of see how in all these different opportunities and roles that you've had I can see, even though it's been from afar, just how your strengths have been shining through. Even though I didn't know them, I can just see how you've been thriving in all these different things you've done. So I'm excited for us to unpack what those are. Well, tell us what your top five Clifton strengths are.
1: Yeah. So my top five are strategic, individualization, significance, deliberative, and activator.
0: Yeah. So what is, um, what does that look like? Like, when did you first learn what they were? And did you like what you learned? Or how has that been for you?
1: Yeah, it um, has been really fun for me to learn more about them. I think I um, first heard about Strengths Finders actually when I was overseas many years ago. And I guess we didn't really quite know what to do with them then. I provided a list and it just had a list of words and we were supposed to circle the ones that we thought were our strengths with no definitions, no anything. (laughs) Um, And so I've been thankful since then. Um, It was actually when I was with in the office of the president that I was able to Um, actually take, read, get the book, get my hands on the book, um, take the assessment. And then even since then, I think it was back in maybe 2013, 2014, that I was able to really go through, um, my strengths with someone that had been coached, um, in core clarity. And so that was especially helpful for me.
0: Yeah. So, so what, like, as you think about your strengths, I think, um, yeah, it's just such an amazing mix of what your strengths are and how do you think that they have kind of really driven like what you do or what you enjoy or roles that you see like yeah, I'm really good at this.
1: Yeah. I um I've loved just I feel like in my time on Staff with Crew I've had a lot of different roles. I've filled a lot of different shoes, worn a lot of different hats. Um any other metaphor you can think of. But I um feel like I've gotten to really use my strengths, thinking through, especially strategic, being able to kind of say, okay, this is where we're trying to go, whether it's with uh, my team on the everyday, whether it's with a conference, whether it's been in my travels, like this is where we're trying to go and how are we, what's the best way to get there? What do we need to do um, to get there? And so I have, um, yeah, really enjoyed getting to, to even even work with people, you know, especially when I think about individualization getting to see people for their best contribution. What do they have to offer? What do they bring to the table? And then hopefully even placing them um, in roles that best suit them. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. What about significance? I know that's one a lot of, not that, not very many people have that. It's one of the lower percentages of the um, 34 Clifton strengths. So explain a little bit about what significance is and how that looks for you in your life.
1: Yeah. So when I first heard, um, about significance, I think it was very helpful, especially that appointment with somebody that was coached in Core Clarity, because when I first heard about it, I think I read the description and thought, this is not the type of person that I should be. Um, it seemed almost wrong as a Christian to have significance um, as a strength, and so you know in Christianity we often talk a lot. We talk a lot about humility and imitating Christ and the humility that He has. That He walked the earth um, as a servant, and so it seemed almost counter to my faith to have something that was like saying, "Oh, I want to be significant in the eyes of others. I want to do things that are significant. I want my life to count," um, and so. It was almost one that I tried to hide a little bit, uh, didn't want to talk about or bring up with people because it just felt like something that I shouldn't have. Um, but then really getting to sit and process with somebody that really understood um, the strength, it was just so encouraging to hear about how that's just not true, um, that it's actually of great strength, even in my faith, that I would want to steward my life, give my life to something that actually matters, that is significant. And you know, I um, graduated from college and planned to go to law school. Um, After I had majored in business marketing and business law. Um, and yet, I think that has kept me on staff. You know, all these years, I will often think, should is it time? Should I go back to law school? Should I kind mm-hmm. of get back to the original plan? And right now, I feel like it's my significance piece that keeps me in ministry. Um, because I really do believe that um, I want my life to be about what matters. And for me, eternity is what matters. When I look at the world around me, I think this is what matters, helping whether it's students, professionals, um, just helping men and women consider who God is, who Christ is. um, To me, that that is significant in the eyes of eternity. And so um, for me, that's what matters.
0: That's great. Well, I know you mentioned a um, time when you were at the winter conference and you had kind of a neat conversation about that like that everyone doesn't always see things when you have a certain strength that um, you think, oh doesn't everybody think like this tell yeah, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I remember you know, I love getting to work on winter conference. One of my favorite things is it's just such a small, chunk of time. you know, Students are there for about three and a half days, uh, maybe four days. And it is yet where we see so much happen. I think in their lives, they're making big decisions. They're either maybe saying yes to living a life of faith for the first time. They're maybe deciding to go overseas on mission. And I was just standing in the back of the room with somebody and just saying, like, man, I can't believe, like, why? what else would we want to give our time to You know, um, this is something that feels even strategic to me that we would spend maybe months working on something, but yet we see so much happen in such a short amount of time. Um, and so I I couldn't believe that when I like talked to other people that maybe didn't think, oh, they just want to come and, uh, work on the conference for a couple of days. They don't want to be thinking about it outside of those days. Um, Mm -hmm. it kind of blew my mind and I was sharing that with a friend and she was just like, you know what, Melody, not everybody thinks like that. Not everybody thinks um, the way that you do sees this the way that you do um, decides to structure their time, the way that you do. And it was the first time that I felt like I was hearing that it was okay, you know, that, mm-hmm. that I would think that way and and yet that there were so so many that maybe didn't, which kind of blew my mind.
0: Yeah. Well, just to um, applaud you in your passion about the winter conference. I agree with you. And I think about so many people's lives that are changed at that conference. And I think about me when I was a college senior and I went to the first um, Christmas conference, is what it was called back then. And I heard, I was just starting to disciple like girls in my sorority. And I was really excited about really investing my life in others for eternity, like you mentioned. And I've heard Dr. Bright speak. I just saw him and I heard him for the first time and it was so visionary to me to think everyone in this room is here because this man has a, has a vision for helping reach the world for Christ and to help equip others to do that too. And I don't know, I know probably we both could list lots of people whose lives were really changed or pivoted during that conference. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm right there with you. And so I just have to reiterate just on that particular note, it's like, it is exciting to be a part of something that is significant and that matters. Yes. So keep pressing on. Oh, thanks. (laughs) That was a little um, freebie there. So, um, well, tell me about, I know one of your um, really, I think significant roles. I mean, everything you've done just sounds amazing. Just the, the different places you've been and ways you've gotten to serve, but tell us about your opportunity that you got to be work alongside, um, Mrs. Bright and kind of how that all came together and a little bit how you saw your strength showing up that way too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you don't know, for some that maybe don't know who Mrs. Bright is, she and her husband Bill, that you were just mentioning about at the winter conference, um, actually founded Crew Capus Crusade for Christ, um, which is now Crew, back in 1951. Um, and so I just think she was an incredible woman. Um, she, I got to travel alongside of her for a few years. I had thought when I was joining staff with Crew that perhaps. My life was going to end up in Italy, that I was being in Italy long term. and, And yet the Lord intervened, really. And I was asked to consider a different role traveling alongside of her for a few years. And I honestly think, you know, looking back now, I don't know that I could have articulated this then, but it felt significant to me. It felt hard to turn down because, you know, to get to live life alongside the founder of what, you know, is now the largest missionary organization in the Gives world. Gives
0: me goosebumps right now as yeah. you
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I, there was no way I was going to say no to that, you know, or turn that down. And so uh, she was just an incredible woman. She cared deeply about prayer. Um, not only of course, with her founding and work with Campus Crusade, but um, she was uh, the chairwoman, one of three of uh, the chairwomen of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. And, was sitting alongside Ronald Reagan uh, when he signed the National Day of Prayer and fixed it into a day, into that first Thursday in May. And so um, when I think about this, you know, woman from small town, Coweta, Oklahoma, of all (laughs) places, and just what God did um, in her life and through her life, um, it was just, yeah, it was an easy yes um, to saying, getting to travel with her um, and just experience life with her for a few years. So mm-hmm. I think like in regards to my, like it was an easy yes, almost in regards to my strengths. And then I also got to see my strengths really used, um, in my time with her. And so, um, a lot of, when you're on the road, a lot of unexpected things can happen as you can imagine. And I'm sure as you've experienced, um, and so sometimes you're in Mongolia, maybe and the van doesn't show up or you're in Finland and you've missed your flight or, you know, things that come at you. And so even some of that, I think just strategic, deliberative, activator, those were things that helped me um, be able to move through unexpected things pretty quickly. Um, And so it was, it was just fun. I felt like it was fun to get to live and work out of my strengths.
0: Wow. I know just as I look at your strengths, I think what, that was just a perfect fit for you with um, just so many skill sets. And like you said, the being deliberative, being able to think about what could go wrong, but then you, your activator, like, okay, we're going to do this. And um, I don't know, that's exciting. Well, are is there any other um, particular st- story, like one of your favorite moments with her?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, often when I talk about Mrs. Bright, I will tell people that she was somebody that had this really sweet balance of um, expecting excellence and yet also extending grace. Uh, I think that she was somebody she expected the best from others and from herself too. Um, that they, she had high standards. She believed that we could do incredible things and step with the Holy Spirit. and so she had um, high expectations. Uh, but I think you know, and so some people can kind of we can shrink under that. Maybe if it's all high standard. It just feels like we're never measuring up, um, and yet you didn't feel that way with her because she also coupled it with this ability to really extend grace. And I hope and pray that that's something that I've like learned and gleaned from her because, you know, when something didn't go as planned, or perhaps she was even disappointed, she was so quick uh, to remind you that the Lord, that our God is sovereign. And so um, I really learned from her that ability to. To work well, to work hard, and yet to also believe that God's plans were never going to be thwarted by my actions, by something that I did, or maybe actions that of somebody else. Um, and so for me, that was just an incredible environment, um, to grow in, to learn alongside her. Uh, and I hope it's something that I bring to a lot of my relationships today. And, you know, she was just so fun. Like she was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> this is right. She loved to laugh, loved to go for ice cream and, just love being with people. And so she took the great commission very seriously. She took prayer very seriously, um, expected a lot. And yet she also just really enjoyed life. And so when you're around her, you just enjoyed life too.
0: Yeah. I love the idea that, um, her wearing her red dress. Yes. Can you tell that story?
1: Um, so she, yes, I can. Um, You know, Mrs. Bright, she loved, her husband loved her in red, Um, always, always loved to see her in red, felt like that was uh, a color that she shined. Um, And so when he, oftentimes you may even see her on the back, if you, she's an author. And so if you see the back of her book covers, she'll even often wearing red um, in those headshots. And so um, when Dr. Bright passed away, um, that is what she wanted to wear. Um, and so wearing to his memorial service and to when she came, I think one of the sweetest things is that she showed up um, at a staff conference. he passed away in July, which was at the same time um, as our bian- biannual uh, conference staff on staff with crew. and um, he passed away and she wanted to come and be with the staff. You know I think again, she was somebody that just loved people. Um, and so she came. And and came wearing red, which was really, really sweet.
0: She said her coronation dress. Yes. <laughs> I just love that. Just such yes. a visionary of hopeful and like he's with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And wow. Um, yeah. Well, what a privilege to have those um years with her. And I'm sure it was just a mutual blessing for her to have that time being with you as y'all traveled and impacted people's lives around the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's yeah. really dear.
0: Um, when I think about like someone in their strengths, as I talk with people, you know, on zoom or with their team, I think one of the things that I love and want to help others think more about is like how to really develop any of your strengths? I mean, we I know we're talking about a lot of yours, but has there been anything you've done over the years to think, yeah, this is a strength and I wanna make it better and I wanna to use this like for God's glory in mm-hmm. a more powerful way. Is there any one of your strengths that you've given a little more attention to or anything particular you've done? I know the list can be long and varied of what that looks like for anybody.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I think in wanting to be you know, of great use in developing uh, my strategic, which is my first one. So it's maybe the one that maybe comes the most naturally, but yet um, it's one that I really wanted to see developed. I felt like I could see how it would really be used in my life and ministry, um, not just personally, but in, in others to really help others and to, um, to see the Great Commission you know, moved forward. And so... Um, when I was, uh, in Orlando, I met with a few different, really just women that helped me a lot, um, in my walk with God. And so, uh, one of them, I told her, I was like, you know, I think I would love to be able to, I want to ask the right questions, you know, maybe I can see the beginning and the end and, but in order to like get to the end and, and know that we're, we've got the best strategy moving forward, I need to ask good questions Um, And so she helped me. We started with just like lists of common questions. And then I think a lot of my um, law kind of undergrad background even helped me kind of learning as far as the Socratic method and um, learning how to just answer and be always ready with questions. Um, And so that's kind of helped me as I've even now meet, whether it's with staff women or women in my church, um, it's helped me to kind of get to the root of maybe problems and mm-hmm. then help them kind of self-discover what the way forward is, even just based on how they're answering simple questions uh, that they're even able to kind of maybe discover mm-hmm. the way forward for themselves.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Cause I know I like to glean from my friends that have strategic as a strength cause it, it's not one of mine. I think I've learned some things over the years in our meetings and planning and goal setting, but it's definitely not one of my strengths. And so I appreciate that when somebody like you can come alongside and, and like you're saying, just ask the right questions.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's so fun for me. I love it. I think it's really satisfying and it feels like, Oh, I've like really contributed and helped um, when I, when I get to see others kind of light up um, now that they kind of know their next steps.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's great. Well, um, as you think about even just your role right now on campus, leading your team and, you know, you have other opportunities in the summer or conferences, but what do you think, what really seems just fun and energizing for you to do in, it might not even just be in your work, but, um, what do you love that is energizing to you?
1: Yeah, I, (laughs) this, sometimes my work and sometimes not, but I love to plan a trip. Um, something that's really energizing for me is to like, I always want to have something look, to look forward to. And so whether it's sometimes it's a work trip and sometimes it's just a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of have something that I'm planning for, um, is so fun for me. And so I love, especially in a new place when I am getting to travel, maybe it's to a new culture, even if it's within the U S or a new city, um, or overseas I, I want to like experience the best that place has to offer mm-hmm. and so I will spend hours um, looking through uh, websites and um, you know all kinds of ratings on restaurants oh, um, man, I want to go on a trip with you <laughs> i know it's pretty fun I have to say um I think that I got some of that during my time with mrs bright you know always kind of wanting to see the best of, of what a place had to offer and yeah, I wonder too if that's some like, you know, I think about with individualization, wanting to see people as individuals and their best gifts, and yet also I think we can do that with places too, really wanting yeah. to experience a place, um, for the best that it has, and um, yeah, enjoy that, enjoy what it has to offer.
0: That's great. Well, over the years, I'm sure um, you've probably had some challenges or disappointments too, just like any of us. But is there anything that kind of has helped you? keep moving forward through some of those times that have been maybe a little more challenging
1: yeah um, <clears throat> you know I've had seasons that have been really difficult um, usually following maybe what I perceive as failure um, it's going be really hard for me to move through hard things if I feel like I have not really contributed well or um, stewarded my either gifts, talents, abilities. Um, And so I've landed, I think, man, I love a counselor. I think counseling is great. I've landed in a counseling office a few different times. Um, And often what happens is it kind of comes back to this idea that I am putting too much stock in my own self-worth or significance. And so as I'm trying to kind of Wrestle that authority maybe from where it should be to really believe that, I, you know, if I fail, everything fails. Or if I've failed at something, then I am a failure. You know, really misplacing my identity uh, is what can, can tend to happen. I think, you know, we talk about often that, you know, a lot of times our, our greatest strengths can be our greatest weaknesses. And so I think mm-hmm. sometimes the flip side of significance is that I can place too much of my worth in what I have to offer. Um, and so if I see myself as not having something worth offering, then it can be really, really difficult, disappointing, hard to move through. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, my faith for sure, as I'm like really seeing, okay, if I am misplacing my identity, where do I, where is it? Where's the right place? And for me, believing personally that my identity is found in the Lord, um, thankfully, that God, the world, they, that God sees me through the eyes of Christ, you know, his son. Uh-huh. And so, so grateful for that. And then I think I just have incredible people around me. I'm I'm so thankful that, I, that God's grace gift to me is the men and women, dear friends and family that has walked through life with me, um, that is cheering me on. Um, I think that's the best, you know, when the, there are people that know us best, you know, for better or for worse, and yet yeah. still want to walk through life with us and, and cheer us on is
0: just, I mean, there's no greater gift, honestly. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know um, it's so fun for me. I mean, I, we follow each other on Instagram and it's just fun to see just, um so many opportunities, but like you say, just people that you love, that you enjoy life and you're fun and and impacting people's lives significantly. I know a lot of times when we 're on social media it's not like we're saying all the all the ways we change somebody's life, but i I know that's happening through you and um this might be kind of an odd question, but what would you say like if one of your friends would say What I love most about Melody is, what would you say to that? I know that probably people have lots and lots to say, but what what do you think when you think of that question?
1: Um, Well, maybe they would say that I can plan a good trip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they (laughs) like that. (laughs)
1: Um, But I I hope that they see me as someone that um, cheers for them as well. You know that is the people that are closest to me—that hopefully what they love about me is how well I uh, love and cheer for them and push them on. I think some of that activatorness—I can—I can tend to want to, the best for the people around me also and want to mm. move them towards um, yeah. their next best step. And so um, I hope that my friends see that as, as something that they love.
0: Yeah, I did talk with one of your friends, and she said a few things that are similar to what you just mentioned. But she said, once you're in, you're in. Melody is loyal to the Great Commission and her friendships. I appreciate that I can always count on her for a good laugh and a reality check. And she demands excellence without demanding perfection. Oh. So I think that just, just that tiny little tidbit of one of your good friends, um, just is true of just the way that you love people well and, and extend that grace. I think even like similar to what you said, Mrs. Bright taught you of the excellence and grace that you bestow on others. So
1: that's incredible. Thank you for that encouragement, Barbara.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Well, you are so delightful and it's been so fun just to sit here and chat with you and hear a little bit about Just your world and your life and how God has made you so wonderfully and fearfully and you're blessing all those that you know. So thanks for taking time to be with me on Embrace Your Strengths. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at CliftonStrengths.com. If this episode has been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at Barbara Colwell, C-U-L-W-E-L-L.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.